We have one final uh, live guest in studio, and we're absolutely delighted to have her back again. Uh, the last time she, uh, she was in the studio was over a year ago now at this stage, and uh, she spoke about her career as a librarian in Tulla for over, well over 20 years. But she's not here to talk about that anymore. Uh, she's long gone from the job. Uh, she's, she's here uh, to talk to us about the Queen Heritage Group and, the, of course, the history of the Queen, Queen Abbey and the recent uh, historic graves project they did there at the Abbey. So we welcome back to the programme. And McNamara and good morning to you. Good morning, Dara. Lovely to see you again. You're very welcome back. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, um, so, come here, Anne. Can you tell us about the Queen Heritage Group? Uh, let's talk about when did it start? Okay. Uh, it started back in uh, 2021, and um, there were a few people. Now, I didn't, I didn't. I wasn't involved in it at the beginning because I was busy at work. I retired afterwards then, and, and naturally enough, I headed into it because I love, I'm passionate about yeah. local history. I'm from Queen all my life, and I, I love local history and genealogy and photography. They're my three passions, not to mention the library. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I better do that. Anyway, so, sure, I couldn't wait to get involved, and um, I've been gathering stuff all my life for the last 30 years on the, on the locality, and, and I was buying books and everything, local history books, all over the years. Um, anyway, May t- 2021, they, they set it up to promote an appreciation of the history, architecture, landscape and wildlife in Quinn. And Quinn and Clooney and Deng and Mocker and Parish, they're all the one parish people don't realise that, okay. they call it Quinn Clooney. So a very small group, there's only five of us in it, I think, five or six. And um, we're all enthusiastic about it, we all have our own little, you know, our own little talents yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So I'll just tell you who's on it, sure. There's Michael Hoolan, who's an author, you probably heard him before. He's written, he's in Kerry, Killarglin and Kerry, and he used to work in, in Roche all his life, mm-hmm. but had a huge interest in local history of Clare and that, and he's written a few books, The Sacred Trees, Gone to Clare, The Holy Wells, uh, Book on the Pug Fair, Short History of the Nishida, The Fairies, and um, he, he works a lot with the Clare, Clare Heritage Office, uh, recording and mapping, we'll say Kyleen's or Killeen's, and he's also done Holy Wells, you know, which is a, a brilliant thing, mm-hmm. and they're all online, so anyone can see them, you know, mm-hmm. and he used to work as a guide also in Scattery Island, then we have Yvonne Galler, who's our IT expert, and a huge historian as well, and she does administration, applying for grants and all that, which I'm no good at, but uh, she'd be a great negotiator and stuff, you know. And she's done reading the landscape courses and stuff like that. Then we have Richard Maxted, who's our photographer, video production, um, has another job as well. He works, uh, it's just his, this is his pastime. And um, he's also a very good historian, um, was born in England, but he might as well have been born in Quinn. He's such an interest in the place. <laughs> now his sons go to school with you. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great yeah, athletes. Yeah, yeah. Siobhan O'Sullivan, uh, who's very, you know, or very Farmer well. teacher of mine, yes. history teacher, yes, yeah. yeah. An English teacher in, in Tulla Secondary School. Uh, great historian also. He's written a book on Queen Abbey, which I'm making a present to you there. Yeah, um, lovely book here. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's um, a very passionate and very good teacher. And I know that from the library because the kids are always praising her. So I'm delighted with that. And uh, myself, you know, you know all about me. So I've said already what I'm interested in, you know. So this particular group, anyway... We interview old people, which is brilliant. We have a load of people interviewed. And we've also done videos. You know, Michael Hoolan did a tour of Queen Abbey, so even if you can't get there. Now, I'd have to say it's a Queen Friary, actually. Oh, yeah. and everyone says it's Queen yes, Abbey. Yes, yes. And uh, to Joe McCoy corrected me on that. He was the caretaker there for over 10 years. And Joe was saying, an abbey of an abbot, and here you didn't have an abbot. So it's a friary, really, but okay, the locals okay. call it. But sure, whatever you're having yourself, basically. Okay. Sure, look at we need, We can call it both, you know, if it keeps us happy. But... Um, now, I nearly forgot Michael Daffy. Jeez, I nearly forgot him. I'd be killed. Michael Daffy, who's a local farmer, um, historian, an actor, 
comedian, negotiator, farmer, the whole lot anyway. And he's very, very good for doing the, getting us kind of uh, help, we'd say, with manual work and stuff. If we need something done, he's there with his tractor or whatever. And um, he's, he's a great negotiator too, and everybody knows him. And um, I nearly forgot Michael. I'd never hear the end of that now, you know. <laughs> but um, but hopefully he's not listening if you did forget <laughs> him. Yeah, but someone will tell him. Somebody will tell him. <laughs> Word gets around very fast. But um, anyway... We've done a lot of projects, really, and if you want to know anything about Quinn, and I'd say, I asked my father one time years ago, why were there so many landlord's houses in Quinn and Tulla? Because my father lived in Dane, which is near Tulla. And he said, because the land is good. Mm. Landlords don't build houses and bad land. Yeah. So, but in Quinn, you have loads of castles as well. You have Dane and Brack, and you have Nabhog, just around the corner. You have Dramolan down the road. Mm-hmm. You have a load of big houses, and you have Mahadir, which is the inauguration of the King's Atonement, and the Dalkashans are just out the road from us. And you have Bolan stones and wedge tombs all over the place and forts all over the place. So it's just very, very historic. And Craig and Owen's only down the road as well, you know. So what's not to love? Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but um, that's it. That, that's basically the history. But it, anyone can go into the Queen Heritage site and they've gone in all over the world to it and you can, you can look up, you know, anything about Quinn, it's all documented there. Even the big houses are all documented. Hugh Ware gave us permission. Thank, he was Thankfully, he was very good to us. I asked him and he said, no problem. And um, there's, there's information about all the castles as well. And we're adding to it constantly. And uh, Siobhan said to me one day, we're going to run out of stuff. I said, we'll never run out of stuff because no. there's genealogy. I've helped about 100 people, I'd say, in the last 30 years. And I've never written anything about it. You know, by chance, I've met him and stuff. And um and it's, it's important to note as well uh, with the Queen Heritage Group that uh, you work very closely with, uh, with the, the primary school in, in, yeah. in, 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 um, yeah. in Queen, with Fergal Lynch, of course, yeah. the principal as well. And it, it's nice to, to get young people yes. involved in all that. Fergal rang me there a few weeks ago and he said there was a grant going to get um, an, kind of an, an artist, or not a historian, but an artist coming into the school to help the kids. And they're going to have it as part of their curriculum in the school, you know, part of their lesson plans and that. Nice. And he said... He said the teachers know, know very little about the friary, or the abbey, we'll say, and the kids know even less. And he said, would I get involved through the Queen Heritage Group? And I said, I'd love to. And um, I've met the lady, um, um, Evelyn Sorahan is her name, Daly uh, Sorahan is her, her maiden name. And um, she has already even done, uh, there was a local architect in Queen called Frank O'Mara, and he gave me a picture of what the castle would have looked like when it was built. Mm. Uh, what he thought it would look like and he did a drawing of it and she has a painting done of it already for the kids you know mm. already and they haven't even started in September <laughs> and she's very very enthusiastic about mm. it and as well as that he did a, he did a picture of the abbey um, we'll say what it would look like when it was um, roofed now do you know Kieran Sheedy who's a great friend of mine who in his book uh, The Clare Elections wrote that Daniel O'Connell in 1828 when he was going for the election promised that if he got in he would Roof Queen Abbey. Oh wow! But he okay. didn't. Okay. Unfortunately, he didn't. No, okay. no. That's that. Now that would have been a big feat, of course. You know. Yeah, yeah. And he had connections, you see, with Tulla. Okay. He was related to. There was a Connors living in Kilgory, I think. You know where Jack Murphy is the land now. Yes. And he he used to call there a good bit. And of course he used to call to. I think he called to Clan. He might have connections with Tom Steele and Clan House. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And the yes, Stutters. Yes, there, oh, he did. Yeah. 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 Now Clan. I'm not sure if it's in our parish or not, but it isn't very far outside of it. <laughs> Very near Craig and Owen. I'd say some of the land would be anyway. 
So that's it anyway. So, so I'm just looking here as well. Yeah. I mean, we, we were talking about the Queen, the Queen Friary, uh, yeah. according to, to everyone else in Queen. Um, the, the Friary was founded by the Mac- McNamara family in 1350, which is a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, there was a Norman castle there built in 1280. It was built by de Clare, yeah. Thomas de Clare, and, and he made a big mistake. <laughs> the, road, the main road, you see, from uh, Limerick to Galway was passing through Queen, but not where it is at the oh, moment. Okay. It was inside, actually, in the ground in front of the the Abbey or the Friary, they did a dig recently and they found the road. Okay, wow. And he, okay. his idea was he'd, 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 he'd be able to rule, you know, and stop mm. it. He'd be able to see what's happening. But he built it on, on McNamara land, okay. Chieftain's land. Okay. So by 1286, the McNamaras had attacked the castle, right? Mm. And they left it a hideous blackened cave. And uh, that was the end of it anyway. They said no way. But uh, in 1350, then, the Abbey was founded by a McNamara family who lived in Dangany Biggin, which is out near Dangan. And the story goes, the legend goes, I don't know if I have time to say it, I'll be very brief. The story goes <laughs> that um, he had a son who got into difficulties in a lake close by. Okay. This is mythology, and I'm not going to be true at all. And uh, he was too far away to save him. And he made a vow to, 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 to God that if the child was saved, he would build a friary in Thanksgiving. So the child held on to reeds and got saved. So he decided he was going to build it in Tulla, don't ask me why, over near Kil... Um, there's a big, there's a big hill. I forget the name of Kilbogoon Hill or something. Yes, Kilbogoon. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. and there's an Abbey Field there actually. Mm-hmm. But he started apparently. But he got second thoughts in because he remembered there was a, a castle after being knocked outside in Gwyn, and all the stone was there. And I suppose he said, you know, sure. Sure. <laughs> there's loads of stone there. So he went back in. He did it in Quinn anyway. So he started off around 1350 anyway. And um, I'm not sure what his first name was, but by they started it off and he built the main part, which is the, the, the nave and the chancel, which is the part where the friars would say mass in and the most important part because you have your east, you know, thing. And he used the stone and the parts of the castle are still there. You can see 10 feet deep in some parts and they did an uh, um, archaeological dig there some years ago and they found bullets and all do you know where wow. you go into the castle and that and uh, so the, in 1402 they built the cloisters which are the best Sheila Makamara is his name they're the best preserved cloisters in I'd say the world Europe they say they're beautifully like 1402 when they had no machines on you you can imagine and it's beautiful if you went into it now it's just like being in heaven it's fabulous and you have beautiful marks of the stonemasons on the stone beautiful little leaves and things you know and then they built the bell tower, which is the big tower up up to the sky, and the Lady Chapel, which goes out to the right, and that was built by uh, Macon McNamara, and I think he might have been connected to Nepal Castle. McNamara's built Nepal Castle too, so that's the it's crucible formed, you know, because it goes out to the right, and that's normally really it's normally it's called the the um, transept. But it's normally dedicated to Our Lady, most transepts, and so that's why it's known as the Lady Chapel. And Farber McNamara is buried there, the famous Farber McNamara, who was born in my Reese house, which is just up the road. Um, again, Kynadora Quinn, and um, they lived there. They were connected to the O'Callaghan Westrops over closely. And um, Fireball, he fought in 1798 Rising. And um, he came back to Quinn anyway, and he was, even though he was, he was Church of Ireland, a Protestant, he always fought the cause of the Catholics. And he, used to, he was a duelist. He fought 50 duels and obviously survived them. And uh, he used to go, there was a little chapel, chapel lane in Ennis, and he used to stand at the head of the chapel, there was a little chapel, and the Catholics wanted to ring the bell and say Mass, and the English didn't want it. And he stood there with his two pistols cocked, and he said he would, he would uh, anyone, he'd use his pistols at anyone to stop the Mass and told him go ahead. And uh, Bard O'Hogan, I don't know if you know of him, he wrote the Lays and Legends of Torment, little leaflets. I have most of my show, sometimes I'm missing one out of it. Little leaflets back from the years ago, and he did a poem to him. 
you know. And um, he called his pistols Boss Gunsaggart, that's what he called him. But okay. then... Sorry, uh, is well, Fireball is buried in the Abbey, is he? He is. Well, but there's, kind well, there's a grave there or something. In all fairness, there is. There is. Yeah. It could be a monument and it could be a grave. There's, yeah. there's two, two, two thoughts on it. The, the McNamara family that he came from is buried there and yeah. the, the beautiful, beautiful designs on it, right? Yeah. And the, the McNamara, you know, crest is on it. And then there's a monument to him. Yeah. Now, some people say he died, he went to foreign, out foreign and fought in the, out there and died out there, but I, we don't know. But we heard he died in Kungayan House, which is owned by my first cousin, Donny Hassett. He's a horse place there. And... Um, um, they were, that was owned by McNamara's long ago so I don't know it's, it's a case of whatever story you want to believe right but uh, Pope Eugenius IV established Queen Abbey as the first Abbey in Ireland of the strict observance you know for Friars in 1433 and then Henry VIII dissolved the Abbey in 1541 and um, had it plundered but it, they did not did not expel the Friars and Elizabeth I in 1578 handed it over to Baron O'Brien of Ibrickin who had denounced the Catholic Church see the O'Briens and the McNamara's were always fighting you know <laughs> <laughs> and then in 1584, apparently, there was a visit from John Perrett, a royal representative. And in 1604, James I, the Catholic, returned it to the friars who began roofing it. Now, they say monks here, but I don't know why they call them monks, because they were friars. And then in 1641, there was a school set up, and there was 800 students at one time. That was a lot, wasn't Some it? Some of them yeah. Europeans, yeah. and it was more than there was in Trinity College. Wow. Now, that 800 wasn't all at one time. Mm. It was over a year, a year and a half. Because, you see, in front of the friary, you can see humps and hollows in the ground. Yeah. And there was a medieval village there. Wow. Right? And they found, you know, they know that. And out to the other side was a medieval village also. And uh, and there was, a, well, there was um, a mill there at one stage. And if you look at the, the new bridge that was built some years ago, if you look at the water at the one side, which is over towards Abbeville, you know, out, out to the road, it's coming very slow. And then beyond that, to Joe, to show it to me, Joe McCoy, it's going much faster as you go up the village. And it, it was a, a vertical mill, you see. Mm. So it's just to pull, push the water. And that's why it's going much faster. Mm. And in 1646, then, the papal legate, visited the Abbey, whatever that's got to do with it, on the way to Galway, 1651, Cromwell attacked it, his soldiers, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the Abbey hanged the head friar, God help us, and burned the friary within. And he stayed at Dangbrack Tower, just out the road, before, before he ransacked it, apparently. Or he didn't, but his soldiers did. And then in 1667, the friars came back. So they were always coming and going. Mm. You know, they'd be banished out of it, like, and they'd always come back at some stage, you know. And they were very poor. They depended on the local people to... to you know, supplying with stuff. But they, they in turn then returned it by saying masses for them and stuff like that, you know. And then in 1699, it says, a cavalry for the Irish army bound for service in France after the Treaty of Limerick in 1691, the wild geese were there, visited. And then in 1820, the last friar died, Father Hogan, and he's buried in the cloisters, the most beautiful um, recumbent slab on the ground. I wouldn't know anything about recumbent slab. It's only your man from his historic graves told me that's what they're called. And it's all details on it. And it's the clearest one in the place, almost like, see, the cloisters are covered. You know what I mean? So there, mm. this, this sto- tombstones there are actually preserved because the rain isn't falling down them like it is everywhere else. Okay. So that was Father Hogan. And in 1880, the friary was handed over to the OPW and they're responsible for it. Ever now. since, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is it's 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 fine, but it's a pity because they have they have actually they won't let you upstairs anymore. Yeah, the OPW. I was going to ask um, for the last eight nine years. You're yeah, not allowed upstairs. I have so I've lived in the Quinn Village since the last probably the last uh, twelve thirteen years, mm-hmm. and I never got the opportunity to go, opportunity to go upstairs. But yes. then a few other people, my some of my friends, like who have been in the village the whole yeah. time, they would have like one or two memories of going yeah. upstairs. Yeah, yeah. Know. About seven years ago, eight years ago, somebody fell coming downstairs. Yeah, I think you yeah, mentioned that story. Yes. I heard. Yeah. yeah, and and they sued, yeah. right? Oh. The OPW, and they didn't win because the the the. 
the uh, judge said that if he gave gave him compensation, it would mean that every single historic building in the whole country would close the stairs would yeah. close down. Yeah. Mm. No. Ah. So I, I've asked the OPW, but we're going to get after them. We're hoping now we might we might forget a few organisations together. So I better not say it too bad. But I've asked <laughs> it, and, and they've told me the reason why it, the reason they haven't opened it is that there's water coming down from upstairs All into right. the tombs. That doesn't do yeah. as I want to. But and and they want to preserve that first and seal it. Now that's nine years ago. Now you'd imagine yeah. to be able to be done at this stage. But there's also a big car park that the OPW, right, developed and a new entrance. And it's all locked up. They won't anybody in there either. And there's very bad parking in Queen at the moment. It'd be lovely if they would allow it. Because there's buses coming to Queen now and they're, they're just taking off. They're not pulling up because there's no place to park. Mm-hmm. Because the county council did a new parking system there in the last um, yeah. year and a half. And they pulled all the footpaths out. Mm. So there's no parking anymore. And they put a pedestrian crossing, which is probably needed. But there's no parking now because all the footpaths are out onto the road. So when there's weddings or funerals or Christmas, there's no parking. Yeah. So it would be badly needed if they could open it. Now, the OP Dublin were going to do an interpretive centre back about 20 years ago when she lived there, was in power. And she got the funding for it and all, but it wasn't pushed. And the money, Fianna Fáil came out of power and the money went on to something else. So we never got our interpretive centre, which is a pity. But sure, mm. look at Anyway, that's it now. So we were after doing a historic graves project there recently, and we got funding. Yes, can you talk to us about that? Uh, really John, this is, this John Tierney of the uh, helped yeah. you out with that. We have two minutes, and so yeah, it's yeah, yeah. very brief. <laughs> John Tierney, no pressure. John Tierney was brilliant now, and I've written down here. Yeah, I have it here. Yeah, and we got funding from from the Heritage Group. We'll say from the County Council, and um, uh, from others as well. I'm trying to think now. Anyway, from other people, we got funding. I can't remember exactly who we got funding, but we got funding from somebody anyway. And John Tierney came and he photographed the whole area from from the air, you know, and he did a big map and he put a number on every single stone in both St. Finine's, the Abbey and the the priest's graveyard around the church. And uh, in all fairness, uh, it was a big job. And then we went in and he showed us, he came for four or five days and he showed us how to read the graves and it was brilliant because you have to do loads of detective work, you have to use a blackout curtain, you have to use a special torch and you have to use water and a brush and everything and there's loads of ways because mm. uh, 50% of the graves you couldn't read. Is it a long process to do? Oh, huge, huge, absolutely huge, yeah. but a lovely process. Yeah. Even the designs on the graves are just something else. And you yeah. see, I'm fierce into this because I know half the people buried there, yeah. more than half. Yeah. I know of them anyway, I know all about them. My own family are in there and everything. So it was, it was a labour of and we had to get people to volunteer because we, we Quint Heritage Group don't have any money really unless you get a grant we spend our own money if we want to spend it which is a pity but that's the way it is and can I ask can people actually donate to the Quint Heritage Group of course they can we've never asked it I, I'm no good like I'd have helped as I said nearly 100 people with family history over the years and, you know, and I never take a pity for it but I get paid other ways you know mm. they send on stuff to me afterwards and if I go to their countries they look after me and they're very good but I'm no good to ask for money unfortunately I'd never do as a banker so yeah. Give it a go. But they can, they can again. <laughs> well, Queen Heritage, I think if people if people like Queen Heritage and what they do, it might be no harm if people would give some bit of a donation, not a whole lot now, but something, we'd, we'd really appreciate it because we can do more work, you know. And how and can they research. get in contact with you to make that donation? Yeah, if they, if they just go into the Queen Heritage site, uh, which is on, if you Google it, you'll go into it and you'll get a contact number. And I think Yvonne is the contact, Yvonne, if I yeah. have the number on hand, but it's on the site. Yeah. And um, we'd love it because, as I said, we do, we do an awful lot of work and it's all voluntary. Yeah, absolutely. Do. Absolutely, like yeah. I'm up at all hours at night. Yeah. But the thing Trace as well is you're incurring costs by driving yeah, around. Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I even went down for a torch. 
Yeah. Especially down to, and, and spent 30 euros on it, especially. Yeah, yeah. And then it turned out I left it. I went helping someone with family oh, history no. that oh. came from Australia and, and I leave it after me and I never got it back. But oh, I'm hoping, okay. I'm still hopeful it'll turn up. Yeah. Please God. Yeah. But anyway, it's, it's a labour of love, you see. Yeah. We're, we're all passionate Clearly. about it, you see. We wouldn't do it otherwise. Oh, we can see you're very passionate. Yeah, well, it's I, great to have Yeah, you we all are now, yeah. in all fairness. Yeah, yeah we all yeah. are. And we yeah. all have kind of Queen connections. Yeah. All, we're all living in Queen. Some of us That's important too. Some of us live nice. I'd be the one there the longest, I'd say now. I'm not Daffy. Oh, should Mike Daffy's there? <laughs> Nearly as long as me. I know, I'm joking. He is, yeah. He's up the Clooney side, see. We have to keep all the balls in the air. We have to look after Clooney and Maher and Dane. We do, of course, yeah. You know. Keep them all happy. Yeah, we have, yeah. yeah. But sure, I'm living in Clooney Parish. I'm the last house, I think, yes, in Clooney Parish. Yes, yes. But I'm near Quinn. Yes, <laughs> I have yes. to vote in Clooney. Very good. So, look, that's the story anyway. But we would accept donations, of course. But as I said, I don't like talking about money. You know, yeah. but I'd spend it myself. Well, it helps the, the well, work get done. But it, it, it'll get yeah. more done, yeah, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And volunteers, we'd love if people joined us, actually. Of course, mm. You yes, know, we've only yes. five people at the moment, yeah. and we're, we're trying to do everything. Yeah. And it would be great if people wanted to, wanted to volunteer. Can they contact you, or who can they contact? Yeah, they contact any of the members I mentioned there. But if they go into the Queen Heritage site, okay. we'd only be delighted to get a bit of help, because okay. we're trying to do it all ourselves, and it's not easy. Well, that's you it, know. like, to even continue yeah. on the legacy of the work yeah. that you're and, doing. And even people that are doing history for in college, yes, they might love that, and we'd help them with their projects. Yeah, yeah. Like we're going to do that in the school now. Nice. So we're going to give tours to the kids in the school. We're going to bring them up and the teachers. And, and at this stage now, like I know so much about the place. I just because I've been listening to all the experts like Joe McCoy and Michael Hoolin has given tours as well. And uh, Cormac O'Clabbick from Glenstall has given tours, not tours but talks from the Merriman School and that. And I've been at all those, and eventually it all sinks in. But okay. I have such an interest now. Like I never go in there, but I can, I can feel the spirits of the people there because my grandparents, my parents, mm. my uncles and aunts, they're all. In both sides, there special are, connections. There, yeah. And my friends, some of my friends, a lot yeah. of my friends, there's Lynch now, Fergal's dad, a big great friend of mine, and different people uh, that I've been very friendly with, unfortunately, mm. died quite young, you know, mm. and, and they're buried there. Mm. So it means so much to me, you know, yeah. it really well, does. Yeah. Congratulations on all the work that you are doing. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very much. And, and McNamara, I, I, I mean, it, it's fascinating talking to you, and I know we could talk all day, but unfortunately, yeah. time is upon us again because we're, we're finishing up. Yes. Um, but we'll have to get you back again. And thanks hopefully. for having me here, and I really no, appreciate no, it. It's a pleasure. And I love helping people with projects as well for leaving certain. I mean, I, I'm available anytime. Yeah. Mm. My husband will kill me, mm. but I'm available anytime. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have the same interest. Um, I love helping projects are my big thing. I well, thanks it. to you and my project in Leaving Cert 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was dyslexic going to school, but not dyslexic for this kind of thing, obviously, but I was dyslexic. It's amazing. It's amazing when you have an interest in something, but there was no subjects in local history or genealogy at school yes. or photography, unfortunately. Yes. All right, yes. I've done well. You know, yes, but yes, sure, yes. look at I'm not doing too well. Very good. <laughs> and Matt Damara, many thanks for joining us on Scarab Bay Community Radio.